welcome to the Wild Books podcast. I'm Thalia Caddy, book lover, cat mom and candle maker. After years working in the glittering West End in the theatre industry, I swapped plays for books and started Wild Books, a small business with a big heart, with a vision to enrich your life through the world of books. This is not a book review podcast. This is the start of a conversation around ideas explored in books, which will open your hearts and minds. Taking inspiration from fictional stories and a wide library of non-fiction books, we go deep into subjects that matter and that will positively impact your life. By looking through the eyes of other people with different life experiences, I challenge you to listen with openness to what you hear today. So take a deep breath, get curious and allow yourself to be surprised. And welcome to the very first episode of the Wild Books podcast with Thalia, that's me. I am so excited to bring you this very first episode and I thought that I would share with you the book that has literally changed my life, the book that got me through the very worst time and has had such a positive impact on me, how I feel and what my life looks like today. You probably know me through my business, Wild Books. And Wild Books would not be here if it weren't for this book that I'm going to tell you about. So get ready. I'm going to share with you so much of my personal journey here and how one single book absolutely changed my life. In 2019, my world fell apart. I had been working in the theatre industry. I was a theatre manager in the West End and I loved my job. It was really stressful, hard work, but I loved it. There was nothing like being in a theatre just before curtain goes up and the auditorium filled with excitement and energy and people buzzing and it was electric and it was a really really good motivator to work incredibly hard and show up for my job every day which I can't express enough how much I loved it I loved the people I worked with and it was just a really really joyful time but I have always been on the slightly stressed side, shall we say, and I don't think I ever really learned properly to look after myself. I didn't think I needed to. I thought I was fine. And then all of a sudden things changed and I became really unwell and had to spend a lot of time off work, which was so difficult for me. Like I genuinely can't, even tell you how difficult it was to accept that I couldn't go into work or when I was in work I wasn't able to function properly. So I went on a journey of understanding what it is to be very unwell and feeling very out of control. Up until this point in my life I think I had just absolutely committed to solving a problem, getting through anything and I just worked really, really hard to get there. I think my mantra was, I can push through anything. And I don't think that that's particularly healthy. On reflection, you may be in that place right now, but for me, it's meant that I put 
my absolute all into achieving whatever it is that I put my mind to. And there's a time and a place for that. But all I would say is it doesn't last and it can lead you to becoming very ill. But I can say on reflection that that very difficult time was the best thing that happened to me. And there were people at the time who were saying that it was going to be the best thing that happened to me, which isn't what you want to hear when you literally feel like your whole world has completely shattered. But there is truth in that because the journey that I went on both through therapy and with my psychiatrist was so pivotal in me understanding who I really am versus the person who I would like to be and getting to know my body better, getting to reconnect with who I am, what I like to do and creating a life that I absolutely love. So when I was doing my therapy, my therapist Neve, shout out, brilliant, brilliant therapist, and I'm so grateful. She recommended a book to me, and I was at the point where I was able to read again. There was a brief period where I couldn't read because I was unwell. Devastating. Um, when you're the person who's constantly got like three books on the go, I was in a place where I was able to read again and she suggested this book called The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris and the premise of the book is to take uh, acceptance and commitment therapy which is a type of cognitive behavioural therapy and the notion that we as humans think we are supposed to be happy all the time and to get you to work through a series of exercises and almost life planning to bring out the true self to help you work with anxieties, worries, stresses, the emotions that you experience and to actually go on to create the most meaningful life. It's brilliant if you feel like you're at a bit of a crossroads in your life then I would highly, highly recommend it. So I'm going to share some key learnings from the book and then go on to tell you about how the book helps you to build a meaningful life. So what I love about this book is how practical it is and it gives you exercises to go through to help you to learn and understand some of these things. So the first thing that I really feel like I didn't understand before this book was this idea of mindfulness. I remember saying to my housemate when I was particularly unwell, I don't know what mindfulness is, but I do think it's going to save my life. I feel like I need to learn about it, understand it, practice it, and then maybe I'll be okay. And when I started reading this book, there was this section on on mindfulness and how to understand it. And I don't think I'd ever heard anyone explain it to me in this way before. So Russ Harris, he asks you to think about the thinking self and the noticing self in order to understand mindfulness. Before he does anything else, he gets you to do an exercise. So he asks you to close your eyes. You see the black space that's in front of you. You notice the black space. 
And then thoughts, words, sentences, perhaps, ideas, shapes, they start to pop up. And these are separate to the black space. Both exist, but one is moving and shifting and the other is just there, noticing, not judging. Once you start to actually practice that, you start to see the two thinking and noticing selves as separate entities inside your brain. And what I love is this metaphor that he uses about the brain being like the weather. You have your thinking self, which is the weather, and the noticing self, which is the sky. The sky is always there. The sky doesn't change, but the weather does. Whether there is, (laughs) weather, weather, um, whether there is rain, clouds, but that all moves through the sky. The sky just is. It just is. Whereas the weather changes, it moves, it flows. Sometimes it's going to be thundery and angry and full of electric charge. At other times, it's going to be incredibly calm, peaceful, with soft, flowing clouds. And combining the exercise where you close your eyes and you try to separate out the thinking and noticing self with that metaphor, I really started to understand what mindfulness was. So give it a go, have a go at the exercise and let me know if it helps you to understand mindfulness. The second idea I want to tell you about is this idea that when we feel emotions, we are often making things a lot harder for ourselves. So we struggle against negative emotions. We label emotions negative when in fact they just are. They are part of the human spectrum of emotional experience and we make it more difficult for ourselves by trying to fight those emotions. So I'm sure you will recognize this feeling, but you start to feel a wave of sorrow coming over you and you resist it and you resist it and you struggle against it because it's uncomfortable and you don't want to feel that sorrow. You don't want the onslaught of tears and emotion and what you're actually doing is you're adding an extra emotion, sensation on top of the original sensation. So I know things might feel a little scary out there in the world right now and we might not be able to be jet setting across the world on summer holidays like I'm sure we'd all love to. So I've got a little treat for you. I have created the Wild Books Summer Travels Trail. For the next two weeks, you can treat yourself to different Wild Books products every day with a different discount, which will help you to get into the mood of summer exploration and escapism. So check out my website and Instagram to see what today's deal is. This is a very limited time only. The deals are only going to be available for two, three days at a time. And get in the mood for summer. We do not have to travel to enjoy escapism right now. Come over to Wild Books and let's have a little bit of summer joy and fun. So I don't think Russ Harris actually uses this metaphor, 
or this phrasing, but it's how I ended up seeing it. It was like, you can either experience an emotion in a clean way or a dirty way. I feel like there's probably negative connotations around that language, but just hear me out. So you can either just experience the emotion as it is in that non-judgmental way. You just let it flow through you. You don't struggle against the stress or the sorrow or the anger. You just feel it. You express it. You go through the motions of getting it out of your system. So that's a kind of a clean expression of it versus the dirty where you actually add more difficulty on top of it. So rather than just allowing your body to feel the emotion, you struggle against it, you fight against it, you are desperately trying to get away from that emotion and you're just making it harder for yourself in actual fact because you need to feel the emotion and if you don't express it, then it's going to stay in your body somewhere. So I found that really interesting, the idea that actually you don't need to struggle against your emotions, just let them be, they'll pass through you and he talks loads more about how to deal with different emotions so please do get a copy of the book if you are finding this interesting because I just found that aspect of it really interesting. So another thing that he talks about is this idea of expansion which is one way to just experience an emotion rather than struggle with it. So when we have an emotion come into us, sometimes we like retract and constrict um, and we try and like reduce the feeling. Whereas if we actually expand around that feeling, you make space for it, you reduce the struggle and it just is. And you just, you just kind of accept it. And um, you can use this with emotions but you can also use it with pain so you know when you get a pain like next time you stub your toe or something notice that you are your natural instinct is to kind of like shrink around it like your attention you just want to like go in on itself and you don't want it to to you don't want to feel it so you try and make it smaller but just try and shift that to make it bigger and it just kind of radiates and throbs and you just experience it in a really different way. Um, It's definitely something to practice and to think about, but I found that really, really interesting as well. And now I'm going to move on to how to create a meaningful life because this is what has made the biggest difference to me. When we are at school when we're young, we're asked, what do you want to do when you're older? Quite often, we don't know. But you've got so many influences around you, so many people telling you different things. And you're also still dealing with trying to impress your parents, impress your friends, impress your teachers, and lots of different people. And so you're kind of always guessing, well, not just what do I want to do, but what does everyone else want me to do? And so you end up going on a path and you might love what you do and it might be exactly where you need to be in life. But sometimes as well, you go down a path and it's not right. And it's quite easy to not question that and to just keep going and to think that this is your lot. 
But for me, being unwell and having to have so much time off work really allowed me the space to think about the kind of life that I wanted. Not that I knew I needed to, but this book kind of showed me a different option, which was perfect. It was exactly what I needed. So this uses the principle of acceptance and commitment therapy, which means it's like a three-step process to create meaningful life and to to exist with this this idea of like how do you move forward and how do you kind of decide which which direction you're going so you can remember it with the acronym act so firstly to acknowledge how you're feeling secondly to connect with your values and thirdly take value aligned action So the first part is really about acknowledging your feelings. That's everything we've talked about so far. So how to deal with emotions and how to practice mindfulness and get connected with what different emotions you are feeling. And then connecting with your values. Well, I don't think I really even knew what my values were when I started reading this book. I didn't know what was important to me. I think I'd probably would have said um work (laughs) my work was important and maybe friends and family but I don't think my actions would have reflected that I don't know what my friends and family would say but compared now to where I was before I just don't think I just think work kind of came first especially in that last year before I became unwell and so that was a real wake-up call for me to be like oh I don't know what my values are what does that even mean I don't know I don't know what's important to me and so Russ Harris takes you through exercises to figure out what your values are so what is important to you and for me on this journey I started to figure out that my you know, friends and family were my number one, relationships with people, community, connection, and compassion has become kind of my guiding light, to be honest. It's, compassion is kindness with an intent to reduce suffering. So it's not just about being blindly kind, it's active, it's more active, it's like taking an active approach in trying to reduce the suffering of others and yourself. And so doing some digging on what your values are, if you've not done this recently or you've never done this, then I urge you to get a piece of paper out and start writing down what's important to you because if you're not aware of it, then you won't necessarily know how to how to kind of use those values to, to guide you. And the final point is to take value-aligned actions. So what that means is when you are faced with a difficult decision, what do you do? And how do you make those decisions? And for me, I feel like I now have very strong pillars of values which help to guide me, whether that be in a personal situation or in my business or just any any kind of decisions. So for me, this is actually a really good example. Doing the podcast, I recently did a like a personality test which is called your sparker type which is about the kind of work that lights you up so it's what work gets you in flow what work lights you up 
brings out the best in you and makes you feel alive. My first spark type is the maker, which makes sense. I make candles, I love to write and to make products. My secondary spark type is the advocate, which is all about talking about and fighting for things that you care about. And I think in my business, I've been feeling a little bit like I'm finding it difficult to get my message out and to talk about the things that really matter to me, like mental health and how you can take responsibility to improve your life and all of these ideas that are really difficult to put in an Instagram caption. And so what I've been able to do is think about my values and think, oh, actually a value of mine is is to be an advocate and to talk about these things and to get this message out and to make a lot of this, a lot of these ideas more accessible to people to provide free content and free value which can hopefully improve someone's life. If you're loving this podcast then you'll want to sign up for the Wild Books mailing list. Each week you'll receive an email, Notes from the Wild, which contains three segments inspired by the world of books. You'll receive a book quote, a profile on a female author, and a thought segment around something that I've been reading or listening to that week. This is the email you'll want in your inbox. A weekly dose of inspiration, ideas to think on, uplifting words, and education around amazing women in the literary world. Head to wildbooks.co to subscribe today you know and so that's a really good example that if I didn't know what my values were maybe I wouldn't have this podcast so another big part of this kind of making a meaningful life part of the book gets you to think about your dream life what would you do take away everything that you have already done in life and think about the things that you love think about your values what do you want that life to look like and I was reading this book when I was up in Scotland with my sister. We were staying in a caravan and I came up with this idea for a business. And I had never wanted to run a business before. I was managing a theatre and there was a lot of business involved in that. But I never thought that I would do this myself. And the business is very different to what it ended up being. But it was going to be called Botany and Books and Banana Bread and it was going to be a space which had books and candles and plants and I was going to serve banana bread because it's all I could make and this was before the pandemic. I went away with my new life plan but I had to go back to work and I didn't really see how the two were gonna coexist but That didn't matter because I'd done some really cool work on actually thinking about what I wanted my life to be like. I went back to work. It was such a struggle. Honestly, it was so difficult. And I was really lucky that I was so well supported by my work. I had all of the support I needed, but it was really difficult for me. Two weeks into me being back at work on my own full time and COVID hit and I was shutting the theatre down and sending all the staff home. And for me, I really was given an opportunity to slow down and consider what I was doing, what I wanted to do. A lot of the work that I'd done on my emotions and understanding myself, 
and this book was a big part of it, meant that when it came to the decision to leave my job around the November of 2020, it was because I was really listening to my body and my mind and what I wanted. And I was so connected with my values that I knew that to be in a job that I was not able to look after myself, it was making me unhappy, making me stressed, that didn't align with my values anymore because my number one priority was to look after my health and be able to function (laughs) as a human and be there for my friends and family. And if I was gonna continue the way that the work was making me feel, then I wouldn't be able to be that person who was there for the people who I love and that was the most important thing to me I'd also created my business and I loved what I was doing I loved how creative I was able to be and all of the freedom that came with doing something for yourself and creating beautiful products for other people like yourself and it really was such a difficult decision my partner at the time said to me, you know, people do just leave jobs all the time. And for me, it was so difficult because I loved what I did. And I loved being a part of the theatre world. But the alternative of stopping my business because I couldn't possibly do both was not an option because it was so truly aligned with me and who I was. And I knew that because I'd done this work and had really connected with what was important to me. So that is the happiness trap and how much of an impact it has had on my life. I would love to know if you have read the book and if not, whether it's something that you might go out and pick up. What are your thoughts on this episode? This is episode number one and we're in the early days. So if you've got any feedback, please do pop me a message on Instagram at wildbooksco or send me an email, failure at wildbooks.co. I would love to hear your thoughts and keep listening. You've got two other episodes that are ready to be listened. So give them a listen and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Wild Books podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please help more people to find the show by subscribing on your favourite podcast platform. And I'd be so grateful if you would leave a review and be sure to tell your friends. Make sure you're following Wild Books on Instagram and TikTok at wildbooksco and sign up to join the mailing list at wildbooks.co to receive more exclusive Wild Books content. Keep reading and stay open. See you next week. If you're loving this podcast then you'll want to sign up for the wild books mailing list each week you'll receive an email notes from the wild which contains three segments inspired by the world of books you'll receive a book quote a profile on a female author and a thought segment around something that i've been reading or listening to that week this is the email you'll want in your inbox a weekly dose of inspiration ideas to think on uplifting words and education around amazing women in the literary world Head to wildbooks.co to subscribe today.